welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Welcome to Color Me Dead. A true crime podcast with two Maze and oh. Nikki Toon. I was going in a different way. Uh, oh, say. oh, whatever. Two yeah. mentally fucked weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I know. I know. So we've decided to do an episode that was a Patreon request. Heather. Thank you, Heather. Heather Rottweiler, she's in Germany right now. Germany. Germany. <laughs> I'm sure that's the right accent because I have that's no what we do. Idea. That's what we do. All Germany. I think of when I see Germany is like Sieg Heil. Yes. And that freaks me the fuck out. I think of Gus now. Augusta. 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 And from Germany. So we decided that we were going to do Mary Bell. The Tyneside Strangler. Yes, because um, Patreons get to choose an episode of their liking. Is it so a certain far? dollar amount that we set that at that they like get to choose? I think it's twenty bucks. Twenty, and above. twenty and above gets to choose an episode. Fifty and above gets to be on an episode. Mm-hmm. She chose Mary Bell, so here we are. We're just slamming this child murder shit. I, through the dude, new year. It, I know. God damn. Seasonal depression. Let's add a little bit of child murder. <laughs> Fuck. God. I was gonna. I was trying to pick. Okay, I have a whole bunch of books, and I was trying to pick what to do next. And I'm like, got it narrowed down to like four. And I'm like reading the backs to you know go back over it. And I'm like, I think I'll do this one. And then I read it, and it's like a baby. And I'm like, I think I'll hold off on that one till summerish. <laughs> I think we kind of like the unfortunate business of a lot of murder happens to involve children. And that's it just, it, it just is what it is, dude. I feel like it's children and prostitutes and like, that's where we're at. And that's really sad. We need to find some good male murder, right? Male murder? Male murder. Male murder. Not male murderers. Male murders. <laughs> Dudes need to be getting murdered. Well, we could do Dahmer. Hmm. Those were males. Hmm. 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 We did get a lot of requests on the last one. To I do think Dahmer. we've got to, you and me need to sit down and read some stuff and like have a kid-free weekend and watch documentaries and movies. And drink. And all weekend or because just get really fuck, fucking stoned. That guy gets in my head. Uh, the yeah, I'm not gonna go into it too deep because that'll ruin an episode. But there's, I've had dirt, gross nightmares because of like reading things about Dahmer. Well, I don't like pictures. We all know that. I stay away from pictures a lot. And I saw Dahmer pictures because they were surprise sent to me. Surprise! Look at this. And I was like, <laughs> Oh God, no! Throw my phone. Fuck. Oh God, no! Fuck. So now he's in my head. So now he gets in my head even worse. Fuck. Oh, fuck. 
Fack. Fack. You motherfucker. Motherfucker. Fack. So we do a Mary Bell. Yes, we do. Uh, she was born in May on the 26th of 1957. She's currently 60-ish, and she's got a new identity. Yes. Yes. Um, she was known as May, um, spelled a couple of different ways, but instead of being called Mary, her mother called her May. She was pretty much rejected at birth by her mother, Betty, uh, what is it, McCricket? Yeah, who had her when she was 17. Yeah, but she was like, the baby came out, and she was like, get that fucking thing away from me. I, yeah. I don't want it. Like, Who does that? Like, I was like, D I don't want to touch it. It's dirty. Like, like, can you wash it off? Can you wipe it, it off? Give it back. But I ain't touching the white. It's white. It looks like an, it looks like E.T. at the end of E.T. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to touch it. I hated that part of the movie. I don't want to touch my child when it looks like When that. they're all covered with fucking goo and viscera. Yeah. yeah. But she wanted nothing to do with her child whatsoever. And growing up, there were a lot of different things that took place that I think molded Mary into the person that she was. There's, yeah. So many. So, oh God, the things that we're getting ready to tell you guys, just know that it hurt our hearts. It even got me. Like, there's not a lot that gets me unless it's a picture. And it got me. I had to watch The Ranch at two o'clock this morning. I love that fucking show. Fuck, I too. hate the fucking laugh track, though. Like, oh. I don't need you to put a laugh track on the fucking show that I'm watching. If I'm going to laugh, I'm going to fucking laugh. I don't need yeah. you to do that for me. But... That back at the ranch. Back at the ranch. Back at the ranch. Uh, her mother was gone a lot because she worked as a prostitute in Glasgow, in Scotland. Now, Mary was a bastard, and she was believed to belong to a man named Billy Bell. Billy Bell was kind of a, what would you call him, like a small-time crook? Drunken, petty criminal. Yeah, just like a fucking... Your average, like, nowadays it would be somebody that was, like, stealing fucking car stereos. Yeah. Or breaking into cars for fucking coin change or whatever. Yeah. So, Nothing big, just a bunch of little shit. Yeah, just a bunch of petty bullshit. But she was believed to belong to him. But later it would come out by a woman named, uh, I want to say her, say her name is Jilla or Gia. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I'm not 100% sure. A serenity, but uh, it looks like mom and dad got married after she was born, and so they're really not a hundred percent sure on that paternity and thing. She grew up thinking that Billy Bell was her dad, her real dad for right. the whole time. Yeah, and um, what's her name? Betty and Billy had another boy and two other girls after her. Yeah, she had more kids. Yeah, so but she didn't know. She didn't know any different. Their family, though, they grew up in a poverty, 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 poverty. poverty. No, they grew up in a fucking shithole town. Yeah. And, it and, was... and no offense to anybody that lives by there or near there or in there. But at the time, it was just... It was described as a decaying city, what I read. Yeah. It's called, um, it's the city of Newcastle. Like a fucking derelict town. Yeah. Yeah, it was the city of Newcastle upon Tyne in England. It's, mm -hmm. it's eight and a half miles away from the North Sea. Um, it was really high crime place. There was a lot of unemployment. It was the highest rate of alcoholism in the United Kingdom at the time. They lived in a little place called Scotswood, mm -hmm. which is a slum area. And what I thought of when I was reading it was Cheapside from um, A Knight's Tale. A, oh, a Knight's Tale. Yeah. I can't talk. A Knight's Tale. 
That's all I thought of when I was reading about it. I was like, cheap side. <laughs> yeah. It was all government housing. There was most of the men that lived there were drunk husbands. There was just kids fucking roaming free all over this place. And that's what would be the downfall of one of our people. Yes. So uh, there was a lot of domestic abuse in the streets, a lot of public public drunkenness, and a lot of petty crime that just went on all the time. It was just like a fucking free-for-all. However, the parents just let the kids play in the streets without any worry. And a lot of things that I read and listened to, there said it in multiple things, mm-hmm. that they didn't worry about their children being hurt or molested. I don't know and why the word wan- molested. Always and just wandering up, but... the fucking streets. No care in the fucking world, right? All right. Yeah. All right. There was one place called Rats Alley that was unsafe, but the rest was just a free-for-all. Rats Alley. Rats Alley. Rats Alley. And the kids, for fun, would throw rocks at windows. Like, that was their fun. Let's just throw rocks at these windows. Mary. Yeah, right. Dude, that that screams fucking poverty. It's like a scene out of fucking Annie. It's a hard knock life for me. For real, though. For real. And go watch the documentaries, and they'll show you exactly what it looked like. And it was, like, just a strip of, like, buildings, and there's just fucking people everywhere. Oh, dude, there's fucking trash everywhere. It's just yeah. dirty, muddy, gross. Sorry, I got, like, swept up. I was going to finish singing Hard Knock yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm in. And then I just got a vision of everybody busting out into song and dance out in their poverty. <laughs> like, I, like, I went Everybody just musical. floods to the fucking... I'm the same way. Everybody floods to the streets. It's a hard... Dog life for, for me. Us. It's hard life. Musicals. Mm-hmm. The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. Oh, my mom. And really Zac good. Efron. Oh my God. I want to fucking mouth bang him a little and bit. And then when he starts dancing, Kate, a weak spot for me is if a man can dance. And oh my God, he can dance. And so can Hugh Jackman. I was like, Jesus Christ, I already loved you both. And now you're going to sing and dance for me? Zach Efron, as a young man, I couldn't stand him. Oh, he grew I up into him. a quite lovely When he was in man. Neighbors. Um, mine would have been Dirty Grandpa. Oh, yeah. Holy I saw Neighbors first. Holy so. shit. Holy shit. Neighbors. Okay, anyway. Oh, God. His, um, his arm is like a giant veiny dick. <laughs> Did you bring pizza to bed? Yeah, I brought some ranch sauce. That's my kind of man. That would be me and you. <laughs> that's my kind of man. Like, I don't need a giant veiny man. No. I need a man no. who's going to bring me pizza with ranch dick. Yeah, we can watch the guy with the giant veiny dick arms, but we're going to sit in bed and we're going to eat our ranch. I will be happy that way. I don't I don't need a giant veiny man. I need giant-y? a man. Giant, <laughs> wow! A giant veiny man. I'll look at I, him. I need no. I yeah, I'll look at him. That's all I care but to do with them. But some of them are. Um, I think I've talked about this before. I dated a uh, a bull rider. Yeah. And his body was rock hard from top to bottom, and it was almost intimidating, g- grotesque. Yeah. In a way that like. When I went in to snuggle, there was no snuggle. No it was snuggle. just marble, yeah. like hard marble. And I have to appreciate the fact that a lot of people put in a lot of effort oh, of course. to looking that way and having that kind of body. But if I'm going to snuggle with somebody, the person I want to sleep next to needs to have a beard, a belly, ranch sauce and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's just our opinion because there's probably there's other people that are completely the opposite. Oh, I, I'm sure. Us, but like, for me, I just need I need a beard and a belly. And ranch and pizza. And ranch and pizza. I don't care if it gets in my sheets. I will just 
I'll bitch, I got extra. I, I can take care of it. Yeah. But uh, a man with a, a belly that puts off heat like oh, a yeah. pot belly stove, yeah. like a wood burning stove, and you can barely like sleep next to him because they put off that much heat. Yeah. Oh, Spencer, goodness. I think she's talking about you. I think I might be. Just saying. <laughs> I think you've got the end, Spence. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Literally. Jesus Christ, we got way off track. So anyway, uh, Mary kind of, she, not kind of, she had a totally fucked up upbringing. She did because of her cunty sack mom. Her mom was a shithole person. At the age of two, she was actually given to a woman who could not bear children. And Betty, who is Mary's mother, mm -hmm. her sister came behind and was like, give me that kid back. I can't stop thinking about pizza with ranch. I'm very hungry I now. know. And the second time, she was at the adoption agency because mom's trying to give her away and this lady couldn't adopt for some reason. She's like, here, have this one. Yeah, she, she just like, left. yeah, she was like, oh, you know, here you go, have a baby. And no, they won't give you one here. Oh, here, have this one. Well, right. and I got excited about that story and totally it. jumped the gun on no, you. No, you're Sorry. fine. You're okay. You're fine. This podcast is now called I'm sorry. No, you're fine. With <laughs> Nikki and Angel, who can't and, keep their fucking thoughts straight. And pizza and ranch because ADHD. Yes. Squirrel. Should we call it ADHD? Color me ADHD. <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> I even took my pills today. I, I did can't. too. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> so the first time she went to a woman who wanted to adopt, went to the orphanage, or the adoption agency or whatever you want to call it. And like handed the kid over and was like, here you go. Well, because of a history of bad parenting, Betty's sister came behind, took the kid back, was like, hey, listen, I'm a blood relative. I want that kid back. Yeah. The second time, then Betty it... was like hanging outside the adoption agency and oh, somebody came out all like kid? long face and forlorn. They were like, oh, I can't get one. She's like, oh, you know, here you go. Here here and they put her in a new dress they fed her and they brought her back and we're like hey we can't sorry we can't keep it yeah like this feels wrong yeah so so before that because she was two at that time right mm -hmm. before that um sorry just a uh hunt into uh -huh, my fucking a uh hunt into the drink mm -hmm. i feel like uh-huh from uh-huh we just watched that yesterday so did i you did i did because it's on Netflix. I have a rather mother. quite extensive vocabulary. <laughs> I'm going to turn Paloma into the dog. Oh, my God. I have to do is yep. draw the circle. And, and an eyebrow. Petey. Petey. I could not think okay. of the name. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway, back when Mary was one, she somehow got a hold of her grandma's medicine. This is one of the things that we're going to discuss in depth because it happens multiple times. Yes. And I figured since we were at age two, I'd jump back to age one and go and say what, what's going on here. So she finger quote, finger quote, finger quote, got into her grandma's medicine. Well, the medicine had been held in on the top, like a tall dresser in a gramophone. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know? And it had the childproof cap. Somehow, Mary opened it all up and swallowed enough of the pills to almost kill her. Somehow. I don't know how. Dude, bullshit. Because if you, if, you, if you put a fucking pill in your mouth, like an aspirin or an antibiotic, that tastes like shit. It no does. kid You're not gonna is going to fucking them. keep putting them in their mouth. 
No. So her grandma found out, rushed her to the hospital. They had her stomach pumped. And the grandma's not fucking stupid. She knew it was Betty. Well, there was... So Betty had attempted to kill Mary on multiple occasions. So there was not just the grandma's medication. Like at age three, there was sleeping pills that were somehow mysteriously in her fucking mouth. Um, What about the time that she fucking finger quote dropped her out a fucking window oh god she was holding her out the window third story right holding her out the window to pee so she okay so betty refused to go downstairs to the first floor to take a piss so she was holding mary out of a third floor window or like above a sink or some shit to go pee to go pee just and like just let go or was like, oh, you well, wiggle she was worm. Just dangling her. Betty's brother, Philip, saw Mary begin to fall out of the window and he leapt up and only just managed to prevent her from plunging out of the window. What the fuck, fuck? man? So, another fun story about when Mary just happened to get into some pills. It, it's, it's amazing that this child just happens. happens. To get into fucking pills, I don't know. And happens to almost fall out a window because everyone holds their child up out of a three-story window to go piss-piss. Um, but how many times does your child get into pills before you fucking keep an eye on your kid? I don't know. So her sister Kathy came to visit and had a packet of sweets for Mary and the younger brothers. Mm-hmm. She left the room to go make some tea, came back in the living room, and the sweets were now pills. And they were, it was Betty's Drenamil, which is amphetamines known as it's, purple hearts. So I'm, I'm looking here at the description for this drug and it says that it was an anti-anxiety, anti-depression, anti, like, food. <laughs> it was a diet pill. So it was like an amphetamine that had barbitol in it. So it had just like counter... Effective, everything safe for children, not safe for fucking humans. And the children got into them. How the fuck are these kids just like randomly getting into these fucking drugs all the time, though? Well, Kathy had to take all the children to the hospital, or before she took the kids to the hospital, she made them drink hot water and salt, and it made the kids vomit in the sink that saved their lives. And when they asked Betty, What, how did they get these? She's like, they must have taken the bottle out of my handbag. Fucking kids are always getting into those childproof lids and taking them because pills taste so good. Hot water and salt to make you vomit? Apparently. That's a horrifying thought. I. Gross. All right. So after that, uh, Kathy told her husband about it and they decided to offer her a home. And so Kathy called Betty and was like, can I please have Mary for her safety? I need her back. And she said, no, Betty wouldn't give her up at that point. Which is awful because before that she was like, here, have a baby. Have a baby. Take this baby. Take this baby. So following all of these, like falling out of the window and all of these mystery fucking pill haps she was constantly like trying to leave her with family which i dude i get needing a break from your kids and being like go to grandma's or go to aunt nikki's or go to aunt angel's go back to school because christmas break was too long (laughs) but 
she did it all the time, and then suddenly she doesn't yeah. want to. She doesn't want to get rid of the baby. Do you want to know another fun thing th uh, that she did? Tell me. She ate a bunch of iron pills, and oh my god, said she said that she had mistaken them for Smarties. Like I know Smarties taste like shit. At least to me, I don't like Smarties. Okay. But iron pills taste even more like shit, and I ain't gonna mix that shit up. I'm just you can't. Oh, I just pulled a Bill Cosby. You I guess, cannot tell me. Yeah. So <laughs> pills taste like fucking candy. You cannot. Iron pills. I know what those taste like. I don't like them. They're when, trash. When they went to the doctor, Mary told <sighs> the doctor that her mother had given her the Smarties. Finger quotes. Finger Smarties. Quotes, Smarties. But by the age two, Betty's sister would actually say that Mary had already, like, become withdrawn and distant and different. Well, because overdoses in small children, a developing child, can cause brain damage. Brain damage. Brain damage. Brain damage. Apparently I overdosed a lot when I was younger. <laughs> Brain damage and a frequent trait. It's a frequent trait amongst violent offenders. Fuck mouth. Make words. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But, but it is. But not only that, this is... So, with one of our earlier episodes where we did The Child of Rage, Beth Thomas, and we talk about... Uh, Ember and I had actually talked about RAD, which is Reactive mm -hmm. Attachment Disorder. And Mary Bell is one of the first known, or earlier, I shouldn't say first, right. earlier yeah. known cases of RAD. Here's why. Her mother, oh God. Do you want me to right. do this? Yep. So yep. her mother was a prostitute. She was, which we already talked about. I don't dude. She was a sadomasochism prostitute. She was a dominatrix. Yes. And Mary had often seen her mother participating in very violent sex acts, but at one point in time, Mary was also involved. Did you know, fun fact before, and this is not a fun fact, this is a fact, that they didn't know this stuff until after she had been released from prison. They didn't know about a lot of this abuse that happened until after Mary was released from prison, Fuck. and she was in a book deal with somebody else to tell her story. Then they found out that... Like all of this shit went down when everything was happening, when all the trials were happening. I don't want to ruin it for later, but they didn't look into it. Well, well, how do you not know that this will fuck up a kid? I have no idea. So when Betty was, not when Betty, when Mary. Mary was four, Betty decided to start using Mary for her, to make more money, basically. Mm -hmm. So she would force her daughter into prostitution by pimping her out. And she would find pedophiles that wanted kids. Her mom, brace yourselves. This is get, this is gonna get fucking ugly. This is the part that fucked me over. She would play a game called Blind Man's Bluff. That's what she would tell Mary, and she would blindfold her. She would grab her by the hair, and she would hold her hands behind her back, and her client. She would have the clients ejaculate into her mouth. Mary would then vomit. And on some occasions, the men would have anal sex with Mary. And this is... Oh, fuck. Dude. A four-year-old child. Her and mother so, would also... No, go ahead. 
I was going to say, hate Mary Bell all you want, but... You can't. It's her mother. She didn't just decide Betty to be McCricket like Betty McCricket is too fucking blame. Like, at four years old, she's having grown men ejaculate into her fucking mouth as she's being held down. Her mom would tell her not to tell anybody because she would be locked up forever. And then afterwards, she would reward her with treats and then not beat her for that day and not yell at her. So you were a good girl if you let some random dude come in your throat? Not that she had an option because, dude, my daughter, my youngest daughter is almost five and I can't even. I, so her mom used to do this thing where she would, um, she would overdose her on sleeping pills to make the anal sex and whatnots. Yeah. Less offensive, I guess, for her because she would be fucking out, out. But not she all would, the time. No, not all the time. And she would do this thing where she talked about the throat massage, massages where she would choke her and knock her out and then allow men to fondle slash rape slash whatever. And the mom gave zero fucks because None she's whatsoever. making money off of her kid now. And this is probably why she wouldn't let Kathy have custody. But that was just something that like when I was reading into this case and they started talking about the throat massages and the pills, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. But to find out that she was holding down her four-year-old daughter to let pedophiles ejaculate into Into her her fucking mouth. Don't you wonder... And, well, I'm sure everybody knows this question is coming up from me, but don't you wonder what happened to her mom to make her mom this way? Or do you think it's just that her mom got detached because she's a sadomasochist mm, prostitute? No, there's lots of questions there. I want, I want details. Some, some people enjoy a certain level of sexual pleasure and, and that's okay. As long as it's consensual. And it's with people of age, Hmm. but, and it's like two consenting adults doing certain things. That's, that's fine. But you can't tell me in any respect that it's okay to have a four-year-old in that situation ever. No, ever. And I just don't understand how she's so... She has no feeling whatsoever. Like, her mom... And there's a fucking documentary, which I told you I'd send you and I didn't, and we can post it, where they're interviewing her mother. Oh, and her mom's like, I don't don't know. know. I don't don't know what happened. Here's my other question. She's married, and she's a prostitute, like, and he's petty theft, and she's a hooker. Is that just okay in their family? Is that, are they like, well, sorry, I got to go fuck the dudes to make the money. Um, I think if it's supplying food and booze in the house. He didn't give a I fuck. I don't think he cared. And food probably wasn't even that high on the list. It was booze. I'm sure. Or drugs. And because he, yeah. apparently the amount of pills that kids accidentally ingest on a daily basis are just fucking out of this world. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know either. But, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Mary, growing up, was kind of known as a little bit of a bully. I wonder why. Oh, 
Tell so, me, tell me fucking why. I will tell you why. So before I tell you some stories about what she did, there was okay. one day where a little boy was found in an embankment and he was bleeding from his head. He's, everybody said he was pushed, but nobody would say by who because where they lived, they're, they're raised by petty criminals and drunks. Oh, it's so, like the snitches get stitches type yeah, mentality. So nobody would ever say who it was. So we don't know if that was Mary Bell. We don't know who it was, but that's just a little, just a little bit of what was going on all at the time. The next day, Mary and her 13 year old friend named Norma Bell, who they're not related. They had no relation. Mary Bell or Norma and Mary lived next door to each other. Norma had 11 fucking kids in her family. She was the third of 11 kids. Jesus Christ on a cross. Yeah, and that has nothing to do with anything but God. Motherfucker. <laughs> that, like, if you're, you can't afford them, stop having them. Yeah, you're living in Jesus. poverty and you have 11 children. Come on. God damn. Anyway, anyway, these two were playing with a little seven-year-old girl named Pauline Watson. Mary told Pauline to get out of the sand pit. And Pauline was like, no. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm go playing. go fuck yourself. So Mary got pissed, choked her. While she's choking her with one hand, she's shoving sand in her fucking mouth with the other hand. Right. And so Pauline's little friends, who are like seven and eight years old, and Mary's ten at the time, they finally pull Mary off of her. Norma just, like, stands there and is like, no, eh, whatever. Uh, like, Yeah, but she's like, the weird thing is, like, in everything I've read or watched, that Norma was a spectator, and she enjoyed that shit. Like, she would be laughing and giggling and, like... Well, and what I got out of it, too, is that Norma... Okay, Mary was always... Said, they said that she was a smart kid. She mm -hmm. was really smart. Her school teacher said she was smart. Norma was on the other end. She was a little slower and a little dumber. So it was so like was a it Charles a... Manson. He was controlling her mind. He was, was she, she more was influenced Pauline. by... Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. she's 13 at the time. At the time of this thing with Pauline, she's 13. Mary's 10, almost 11. It was like the day before she turned 11. She, it was way close to her birthday. So they're two years apart, yet... Mary's telling Norma everything to do, and Norma's just going along with it. So anyway, these three girls, Pauline and her two little friends, once they get away, they run away, and they go tell the police. The police come and question Mary and Norma, and each girl blamed each other. So Norma tells the truth, and Mary's like, no, fuck you, it wasn't me. I didn't do that shit. So they just, like, warned them. They're like, don't do it again. Little, little, little smack on the wrist. Yeah. Little, little tap. A little tap. Little tap. Let's not, let's not choke hey, our friends, yeah, okay? Listen, we don't put sand in people's faces. Yeah, just because she says no doesn't mean we choke her. Okay? Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Fuckity fuck, fuck, Sorry, fuck. I shouldn't laugh over that. She was known as a bully. Like, she was known... For, like, pinching and hitting in school. Mm -hmm. And, like, All even her schoolmates talked about, like, whenever anybody, at, like, they questioned anybody about her, they were like, she has striking, scary blue eyes. Yeah. And she's a scary girl. She has the most piercing eyes I have she really ever fucking seen. does. I feel like when I look at a picture of her, I feel like she's looking at my soul. Yeah, on the other hand, she's beautiful. She really is a pretty, pretty baby. She has the prettiest little eyes and the cutest little face shape. And I they know. always explain they always say that she has a nice heart shape and blue her heart shaped face and blue mm -hmm. eyes. She really is a she pretty is baby. Pretty. But they would talk about how like even in school, 
she would get upset and then choke people. Yeah. Like, grab them by the neck and fucking choke them. That was, like, her go-to. Yeah. She didn't just, like, pinch and hit. She, like, pinched you and then tried to choke the fuck out of you. And it turned into a situation where, like, this shit started happening in kindergarten. So by the time she's 10 years old, she knows, like, what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, um, her extended family would come forward later and kind of talk about some of the ways that they thought this influenced her or influenced what she had done. But by this time, it had been too late because... Days before her 11th birthday is when she would commit her first crime. But on top of the abuse that she dealt with with her mother, she saw other things too. She had not only been abused at the hands of her mother repeatedly with being overdosed on pills. I think she had Munchausen by proxy. All the guys that are paying to do things to her. To do the nastiest of things fucking to her. She watched a five-year-old friend be hit by a bus and was killed. Mm -hmm. Not only that, um, her mother actually told family members at one point in time that she had been hit by a truck and been killed. And then pretended that Mary didn't exist for a while. And then suddenly was like... Just kidding. Here she is. Huh. Ta-da. Uh, on top of all of the abuse, the throat massages, the ugh, blind man's bluff, all that. Going forward, there's a couple of different professionals that chimed in on a lot of this case. And one of them is M. William Phelps. He's a crime writer who has thoroughly studied this case and says that he can see why no one would suspect her. She's this beautiful little girl. Little girls don't do this kind of thing. No. And that's kind of what uh, Candace DeLong, who I want to do a full, like, episode on this woman one day. Uh, She's amazing. She's a former FBI profiler, but she claims that she was shocked by this case because little girls, like I said, little girls just don't do this shit. Um... It's usually the males, and they start with animals, and then they move on to people. Well, little girls are so... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off No, you're fine. But little girls have so much more feeling. I know, because I'm raising two of them, and they are very emotional little things. (laughs) Like, if you tell Tyler something the wrong way, like, if you tell her, no, you can't do that... She's going to, it's like you just stabbed her in the little Ripped her little heart out. And she'll sit there, and she'll, she'll be like... And she'll be sad, and then she'll say, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, I just told you not to do something. I'm not mad at you. If I was mad at you, you would know. <laughs> I I'm, know. I'm just saying. Well, and when I get after your kids, I'm like, knock it off. And they don't get emo- as emotional when you do it. Maybe I, I need to be, I don't know. But I I'm know. like. I can uh, be all super Sergeant Major Payne. And they're like, and all they're right. they're like, all right, whatever. You said. Yeah, but okay. what I do, then they're all emotional because they're afraid that I'm, I'm mad at them. And this is this is a new thing. Are you mad at me? And I'm like, no. No, I'm just trying to teach you how to be a nice human. And they're <laughs> I like, just want oh, you to okay. not be an asshole. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> but uh, she also, Candace DeLong talks about how um, girls are considered to be more deadly because they usually just go straight for fur. 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 Because they are from the U in a basin. Fur. Fur. And that's fur. Fur. It's for you. Fur you. They usually go straight for the victim. They don't practice. They don't 
And this is, like I said, this is just coming from somebody that was an FBI profiler. But yeah. they don't, they don't practice like males will practice on animals. Yeah. And, and escalate from there. But girls are like, fuck that thing. I want to kill it. Yeah. All or nothing, bitch. Uh, like, all in. All in. That's why females are so fucking scary. They are. So, either, either you're good or you're not. Yeah, there's no I, in between. There's no fucking tweeners. We don't dabble in the in the animal uh, cruelty. We're just we just we don't go in. So, days before Mary's 11th birthday would be the death of Martin Brown. And this is where little four-year-old Martin would be playing out in the street. Oh, so the morning, Kay, the morning... Of the day that he was killed. He woke up and he had a little sister. I believe it was a sister. He gets up. Four-year-old. Like, Kate, I, this is another one of those stories. It's not bad. It's just like, I have a four-year-old and she doesn't fucking do this. But this four-year-old wakes up, gets a biscuit, which a biscuit is... It's like a cookie. Yeah. For his little sister and milk, gives it to the baby, takes the baby into the mom... And then is like, hey, mom, I'm out for the day. And he and he goes out into the street. Like. Like all willy fucking nilly. It's fine. I'm like, if I had the door open, I'm like, who just went outside without telling me? <laughs> I you shall not pass. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> I have such a hard time when I read some of this shit, shit because I realized that 1968 was a different time. Yeah. But who the fuck just lets a four-year-old... Wander the streets. And, like, throughout the day, people in his family saw him because his aunts and uncles live next door. And Everybody just lives in this fucking yeah, bum hovel of a he town. He went to the aunt's house and had breakfast. And he went, like, his dad saw him for the last time at 3 o'clock that day because he used yeah. to ask for change for a lollipop. That was at like, 3 o'clock. Like, fucking far this kid wanders. Yeah, and everybody, like, they, they could account for him for most of the day because everybody had just seen him here and there. And at 3 o'clock is when his dad saw him last. At 3.30 is when he was found dead. So, in that little half-hour window, something happened. Something. Something. He was actually found by construction workers. Um, and what's really sad is his mother, Jean Richardson, would say that he was a lovely little chap. That he was always running around playing. And his favorite song to sing was Yellow Submarine. Yeah. And that makes me sad because you can just see like a we all in his little accent. Submarine. I know, but you can see like a little kid fucking singing that, and that hurts me. Oh, I know. But there were construction workers that were getting ready to either remodel or remove um, a derelict home, and that's where Martin's body was found. Now, he was found face down, and the worker ran in. They grabbed him by the arm, like, turned him over, and started calling for help. Like, telling the other construction workers, like, fucking call an ambulance, call somebody. There was a neighbor woman uh, that ran down the street to tell June, like, hey, Martin's been hurt. And yeah. she didn't say how, and she didn't say... What, yeah. Because at that point, they didn't really know that if he was dead or what. Right. But, so June runs down the street to this house, and she sees her son, who's been rolled over onto his back. And I read somewhere that they tried CPR on him. I'm sure they did. I don't know for a fact. 
I don't either. I read it, but I didn't hear it anywhere else, so I don't know if they actually tried it or not. I, I'm not 100% sure because when June showed up, she said that she saw blood and saliva like mm -hmm. trickling down his chin and that he was very pale and that he already looked and dead. And that's when she was like, I knew my boy was dead. Yeah. She knew when she saw him that he was dead. And I've watched the documentary with her oh, interviewing God, saying yes. that. And I had skipped a little bit before that because I got interrupted because I have children. I have to be like, don't get out. You can't watch this, you know. Right. And I looked back over and saw it, and I was like, is that the mom that just said that? Like, she's just sitting mm -hmm. there talking about it. Like, I, she's like, I saw him, and I knew he was dead. I think the fact that it's been so many years and the well, fact that she's talked talked about it so many times. Yeah, but it had still been, like, 15 mm. years later. Yeah. I think it's a little bit, like, she's desensed, desensitized to it. Yeah, I can't. Nope. But... The autopsy. Well, after that, they took him to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Right. On arrival. So, the autopsy revealed no visible, like, marks, nothing, no signs of poison, no nothing. And it was ruled as an accident. And it was, like, left as an open cause. What the fuck is an I open cause? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. But they just didn't really put a cause of death because there wasn't even any signs of strangulation. There was nothing. No, and there wasn't. And Janice Amatuzio, uh, Amatuzio, she's wow. a forensic pathologist. And on the documentary, she said that it doesn't take much pressure to strangle a child. And the younger they are, the easier it is. And especially if it's done, like, gradually. So if she really was, like slowly starting to massage his throat mm -hmm. and strangle him, there wouldn't be any marks internally or externally. And um, that was something that freaked me the fuck out because well, everything yeah. I know about strangulation is that it's harder to do than you think. But apparently on a small child, it is not. Now, because that... their, little, their little bodies aren't formed... The same way. I keep touching my neck. I'm sorry. I know. Well, and I'm I'm like staring at you with a gross look on my face I because I just thought of Ronald Gene Simmons, Ugh. and he wrapped that string around their neck so many times. Like you didn't have to do that. No, but there's there was a lot in the documentary which, uh, if you guys want to watch that, you can pick it up on YouTube, and it's the documentary of Mary Bell. But there's a lot of professionals on there that'll give you a lot of really good information. Real ones, not just us that read and we're like, well, this is what I think. But that's what we do. Sorry. I'm an armchair professional. Should I start calling myself doctor? Doctor. Doctor Lecter. Doctor ADD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's a me. So, these were just notes that I took from, from some of that shit. Anyway, um... Oh, so after he died, after Martin died, um, she would go, Mary oh, Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, I just got Norma, so excited. So, so Norma Bell, let's talk about her briefly, because she was her little uh, accomplice, accomplice, and she was present. I don't know if she participated. I don't think she did. I don't, I don't think, think she it did ended either. up getting ruled, but I don't think anybody really knows for sure either. And I don't think anybody does either. But Norma was like her little fucking accomplice. And she was present for a lot of things. Now, 
after Martin has been killed and he has been found and his little body is in a coffin. Yeah. Then Mary and her little friend Norma go over to his aunt's house and they'll ask if they can see Martin. Yeah. And they're like, or not no, the aunt's no, house. Sorry. It's the mom's house. They went to the mom's house and they were like, can we see Martin? And she's like, oh no, baby, he's dead. And she's like, I know. Can I see him in his coffin? How fucked is that? And she would do the same thing to the aunt. She would go to the aunt's house and be like, can we, or she'd be like, do you guys miss Martin yet? She did some weird shit, dude. Like, this is where I'm not 100% sure that she wasn't a little sociopath anyways. Yeah. But when you think about a child who knows that another child is dead, goes to the house. And asks to see him in his coffin. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. I even wrote that in my note. What the fuck? fuck? I did. <laughs> you see? What the, the fuck? fuck? I know. So this is this is one of the things that like, it's. It's really alarming. So then on Mary's 11th birthday, which was what? May 26th? Mm-hmm. Um, she tried to throttle Norma's little sister. It was a 10-year-old sister. I guess she got pissed. I don't, I don't know the whole story, but she got mad at her and was trying to throttle her. Norma's dad saw and, like, swatted her hands away. He was like, no, 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 no. You don't do that. <laughs> You're not going to fucking hurt my kid. No. <laughs> and he just kind of dismissed it and said, oh, they're excited, whatever. Whatever. It's just regular kids being kids. Yeah, whatever. But so now we have Martin Brown, who has been killed. But nobody knows why or and how or what or who or whatever. Nobody knows. And the way that they found out later is that Mary and Norma had lured little four-year-old Martin into the home and they were going to play a game and they were going to they that's when Mary laid him down said I'm going to massage your throat to feel better oh because you have a sore throat you you have have a a sore sore throat throat. we're going to fix it she was like playing doctor only not the fun kind of doctor no I guess it's not fun even like for small children I guess doctor's only fun when you're in a when you're a grown-up and you're in a slutty <laughs> <Yeah>. nurse's outfit. <laughs> I shouldn't. No, but that's what we do. That's what we do. But she laid him down, and that's when she, finger quote, massaged his throat until he was gone. She had to have held it, like, because wouldn't he just lose consciousness at first? So she would have had to have held it longer to make sure mm-hmm. that he was completely done. Or, well, they say there was no signs of poisoning. No. But. They found some pills in there, but that's why they tested it. There right. was a bottle of pills, like it was aspirin or something that was I don't in know. there. I can't remember what they said it was. I think they said it was aspirin, but there was a bottle of pills in there. And so they were, they thought that maybe he got a hold of those and took them. And so they did the toxicology report at the hospital and ruled it out because there was nothing in his system. Fuck. And yeah. So uh, two days later, which would have been May 27th, mm-hmm. the their little... Um, preschool. What was the name? Oh, the nursery. I can't nursery remember the school. name. Yeah, the nursery school. Oh, shit. So Go. it got vandalized 
um, school supplies were everywhere. It was just cleaning a supplies big ass mess. Like cleaning supplies, school supplies, like the whole fucking place had been trashed. Well, all over this, they found these little notes. Notes that said, "We murdered Martin." Another one that says, I murder so I can come back again. Oh, that's the one that fucking hurts my heart. One that says, I did it. There's another one. And this is a total quote. I am not. <laughs> I'm not you, saying this. It's a quote. Are you fucking with me? No. Nope. Go, hit me. It says, fuck, fuck spelled F-U-C-H, off spelled O-F. Oh, there was like notes with profanities like yeah. fucking everywhere. So this one said, fuck off, we murder, watch out, fanny faggot. That oh, was one of them. shit. Their other okay, I didn't know about that one. That one, I found that one in the book. There was another one that said, we did murder Martin Brown, fuck off, you bastard. I saw that one on the documentary too, but I knew about that. Just one. little notes all over the place. Yeah, that so said this that. like this whole fucking nursery school, like this like child daycare place, had just been completely fucking torn apart. Yeah, and that's how at that point when they found all those notes is obviously when they were like, "All right, this is a murder. This isn't just an like accidental. clearly this is not yeah." This is not open not anymore. Open like anymore. it's it's legit fucking murder. Yeah. So at that time, they decided to go check journal entries because the kids have their little yes. writing journals. Fucking talk yeah. to me. Talk to so me. So every day they write in the journals, and the teachers don't usually. Yeah, check it's like them. The, it's, it's just, like the fucking composition books where yeah. we have like what do they call it? Like free writing or yeah. fucking flow writing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they finally, the teacher finally decides to check this. Right. They find a little note that Mary has written, and it says, on May, yeah, May 27th was the date that it had on it, so that was two days later mm-hmm. after the murder. It said, on Saturday, I was in the house, and my ma'am sent me to ask Norma if she wanted to come up to the top with me, question mark. We went, and we came down at, Mar- at Margaret's Road, and there were crowds of people beside an old house. I asked what was the matter. There had been a boy who just laid down and died. So the teacher didn't think anything of this note because she's just writing what Like what was what has current happened. event kind of like in their town. So later on when police looked at it, it was the picture that had been drawn next to it that finally... The, like the, all the spark plugs yeah, started the firing. Lights are on because next to it she had drawn a picture of a child in the same position that Martin had been found with a bottle next to it that said tablet. They didn't release that to anybody that there was a bottle of pills in only there. So she, only people who had actually mm-hmm. been in that room only knew that the tablets know. were there. Mm-hmm. And that's how the police figured out that she was there. So not only do we have this destroyed child care center with all of these fucking crazy ass notes and then we have the, the composition journal. journal yeah well before that when the teacher saw it when the teacher saw the thing the the note that she had written and he didn't know about the pills either so he didn't think anything of it he asked her if she had done it he's like but she fucking admitted to it. Yeah, he's like to multiple you... people. Yeah, he's like, did you do it? She's like, yes. And he's like, are you sorry? She's like, yeah, sure, yeah. But that's the thing is like, Mary was kind of known for telling some tall tales and some lies and shit like that. And 
I think that's kind of what happens when you grow up in the kind of situation where your parents ask you to lie for them and you grow up in the situation that she was in. You just naturally become, and this is finger quotes. This is like speculation station. I think that like when your dad's a petty thief, you're like, you tell people now I was home or, you know, you've got your mom doing crazy Fucking shit. everybody and beating the shit out of him, choking him out in front of her because they they will later say that she was present for a lot of it. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you would probably learn to tell a story or two. And she was known for that. Um, and I wonder if she knew the difference between... Like, are there any morals in this kid whatsoever? Because she didn't well, have any... Well, I know we'll get into that in the next episode. But here's some questions I to leave do you like, with. I want to do like da 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 da. Yeah. In the next episode, um, because we're gonna break this into two pieces for you guys. But in the yeah, next I... episode of Mary Bell. Dun dun dun. Dun it. You'll find dun, out. Dun it. Dun it. Did you like that video Jaws. I posted? I still haven't watched it. I'm too fucking scared. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I'm so glad there was no picture. And then somebody wrote on there, did she live? I'm like, fuck all of you. And But I want to watch live, it really bad. But she lost her leg from like... It really shows the shark attack? Yeah. Oh my God. I have to watch it now, it but I don't want to, leg, but I do. Like, literally... How old is she? Ah, uh, like 22. Oh, okay. For, when you said girl, I was picturing like an eight or nine year old. And no, I'm like, oh God, she's no. like 20, 22. And then everybody will be like, he just wanted to taste. He didn't eat her. Uh, so this has nothing to do with what the fuck we were talking about. Sharks don't usually attack humans. They only attack humans because they think they're something else. And they don't like how we taste. And they don't. Except they tiger like, sharks. They're garbage guts. They don't give a yeah, fuck. And bull sharks, too. Bull sharks are fuckers. Like, I, fuck I watch a lot of Shark Week. <laughs> bull, I am no. a professional. <laughs> no, bull sharks are fuckers. Like, I don't want to have... I don't want your, your life. life. <laughs> no, bull sharks are fuckers. Um, but they, the professionals, the experts, say that sharks don't actually like the taste of our flesh. And they usually do an exploratory bite. Uh-huh. And so when but, they do that exploratory bite, though, it fucks us up. Like, yeah. they don't just, like, reach out and stick their tongue on us no. and go, ew. No, yeah. they fucking take a bite, chew it up, and they're like, ew. Well, the pressure of just their jaw, just their one bite, the pressure is obviously enough to, to stab Take her. off fucking legs. Yeah, take yeah. off legs. But, yeah, she Watch that on legs. Shark Week. Just saying. <laughs> she lost her leg um, about 10 inches under her hip. And Fuck that fucker it. kept wonder. Yeah, that that fucker kept coming. Like he was like, "That's a tasty leg." See, and they say we don't. They don't like what we taste like. Bullshit. I am not convinced. I've never been bitten by a shark, and I've swam with them on accident. Fuck that it. was that was not what? on purpose. I pissed my swimmer that day. And when you swam out to the mm-hmm. pier, that's yeah. a, mm-hmm. such a good idea. Motherfucker, I didn't know they chum the water. There's I'm sharks Utah. in there. Don't landlocked. Swim. Landlocked. I, I don't fucking know these things. I am landlocked and I know to just stay out of the ocean. Yeah, right. Do it. I was going to make you quiche and now I'm not because you're an asshole. Well, the ocean scares the holy fucking piss out of me. Um, The only reason that ocean scares the crap out of me is because of fucking stingy things. 
because that fucking jelly. Yeah. No. I'll no. pee on you. I, it, that's a lie. That doesn't. That Can I pee on work. you anyway? <laughs> Yes. I thought so. I knew you were into that shit. Um, I'm going to have to post that video of uh, Julian, I think it's Julian Smith. No, no, I ate a jellyfish. I'll show it to you later. But anyway, um, so moving back, fuck, squirrel hunt. Sorry, guys. Uh, there were several times that Mary actually admitted that oh, she yeah. had killed Martin. She, multiple times, she had told family members that didn't believe her. She had gone into the streets and pointed at the fucking house and mm -hmm. was talking to, like, other schoolmates and kids in the neighborhood and was like, that's where it fucking happened. I killed him in there. Yeah. I have a lot of questions, which I'll, I'll go through all those in the next one. I don't want to ruin it, but so many questions about well, her. But who the fuck doesn't look at their kid... Who's, like, pointing at the fucking house. And I was like, that's where I did it. Well, I understand why her mom didn't. Because her mom gave zero fucks unless she was trying to pimp her out to a pedophile. And, but the neighbors, all the neighbors that are around that see it. And the family, Martin's family. Like, she's knocking I... on my door asking me if I miss him. Or if I can see him in the casket. Like, come on, red flags here, I bitches. have a lot of questions about Martin's mother, June Richardson. I do too. Because moving into the next episode, you'll hear about Mary Bell's second murder. And we're not going to touch base on that too much. But uh, because I want to I want to leave that for the next episode. But what the fuck was their mom doing? And I and I'm not trying to be shitty or guilt shame or blame or well, no and it but was what the, the fuck were you doing it was while your norm. kids were Sorry. like just running fucking amok it was Harry. the norm out there but after one kid gets murdered don't you think that you're gonna be like ah, a little bit more you vigilant shouldn't be running out and around because people get murdered I don't even remember where we were because we took a break and got sidetracked because ADHD is awesome Dr. ADD reporting. I don't have the hyper. I just have the ADD. Uh, they say that I'm ADHD, and I think that it's probably closer to ADD, but whatever. I'm not. I'm a straight up ADD. ADD. I got ADD. And then the, the panties drop. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Fuck, I need to watch that movie. I love it. I know. I, I can't know. believe we fucked up that quote. I know. That's like one of my favorite, but I you were saying it, and I was like, uh, no, this isn't wait, right, but who, I can't think of what it is. Who Back. posted that fucking gif? I love that dog. I love that dog. I think it's a pig. I think it's a pig. <laughs> I don't know, but we should look it up. So we should, because that was fucking awesome. Yeah. And he's just like sucking syrup out of the bottle. <laughs> Tweeter. Charlie Tweeter. So, we're going to end this episode... And can I be excited about all the Harry Potter people? Can I nerd oh a little god. bit? Oh my god, yeah, let's, let's nerd all I over I feel this. like we just connected on another level on top of the fuckery most fell and our cunt saying and all that. We just Harry Pottered, like... All over the place. Everywhere. Because there's so many people that are like, holy shit, you're a Harry Potter fan. Really? Yeah. 
oh my god, you have a tattoo? Me too. Let me show you mine. Show me yours. Yeah. Like a fucking childhood game of like, doctor, show me Except yours, I'll show for, you mine. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went on a big tattoo show, like I, the, yeah, my, yeah. my butterfly that I got when I was 19 that looked like grandma's wallpaper. <laughs> and then I got it no, covered up. It was such a shit tattoo. It was horrible. <laughs> the best idea or the best, uh, yeah, the best idea I ever had was to cover that shit up. Yeah, that was a bad tattoo. Now it's good. I no, like it's it. it's beautiful. I posted it. Posted it. Posted it. I don't want your, your life. life. <laughs> <laughs> would Allah build up? <laughs> I can't see it. Would, would Allah bang Darcy? All right. <laughs> <laughs> or nail Darcy. Would nail. Allah nail Darcy? Would Allah do? Oh my God, I can't even see I know, it. I get so excited. <laughs> I can't even say words. The words aren't coming out because I'm so excited. Would Allah nail Darcy? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I can't say that either. I can't either. I'm so sorry oh, to anybody that's offended by that. You I'm not. formed a cult. <laughs> <laughs> These are my people. <laughs> These are my people. <laughs> Why don't you just play football like your brother? Like a normal fucking person. I can't remember what he's You can't there. sit and adjust your tits. Sorry, While you're talking to me about face. cults. Oh, God. I wasn't. I was movie quoting. I wasn't talking about a cult. <laughs> These are my people. These are my people. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I like trains better. I hate her. Can we just take a moment? Because this episode has been very long. Yeah. This has been a long time battle between me and a lot of people. Do you like her? Not Ellie Larder. Um, the character? Amy Smart. Oh. <sighs> Are we Amy Smart fans or no? I am not. I can't stand her in anything. She was okay in a horror movie. I think it was... Uh... Oh, fuck. It's going to escape me now. She was okay in a horror movie. I want to say it was Mirrors and I could be totally wrong. But... Other than that, Amy, well, dude, fuck, no, she was good in Butterfly Butterfly Effect. Yeah, well, she's been good in a lot of movies. It's not that I don't like I her. I don't find her, like... I, I think I was jealous of her when the movie came out because she got to be the the football girlfriend, and, and I was like, I don't like you, and that's where it started, because I was, like, maybe, 18 when it came out. Because I'm going to say that I am an Amy Smart fan, because now looking back at, like, Road Trip, Butterfly Effect, Butterfly Effect, Jesus, wow. fuck, Butterfly Effect, um, when she's, like, uh, the doped up yeah. heroin addict. She's like, you're going to teach me a lesson like my daddy did. Ugh. That was so brutal, but she did such a good job. And then, but like Road Trip, Butterfly Effect. I love Effect. Road Trip. Love that movie. Unleash the Fury! <laughs> it's her underwear. <laughs> That's my did favorite quote. Did you skin quote. a cheetah? What the fuck? boinked her. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I like Amy Smart. I probably do. I just, it's just one of those young you mean you've never seen her in, in her, her whip cream bikini. bikini? I think that movie was a poor betrayal of like her talent, but well, of course, because she was young. it was near it was mirrors. And it's not with even Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, That's the other horror movie that. that I'm thinking of. 
I haven't seen it. I just didn't like her. Because I think because all my friends, because I hung out with a lot of dudes at the time, they are like, she's so fucking hot. I'm like, no, she's not. She's really just the girl next door. Yeah. She's not exquisite. She's not exotic. Yeah. I think she's a pretty woman. Yeah. I don't think she's like a... Oh, my God. I think mine is just young jealousy, like... Maybe. Stupid jealousy that doesn't matter. Because when am I ever going to be compared to Amy Smart? I'm just wondering. Never. <laughs> Not never. I, never. I don't care. Dude, you can compare me to whoever the fuck you want, and I don't give a shit. Well, it's not like it's gonna... of the time I look like a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> dumpster fire. It's not like somebody's going to come up and be like, well, you know, I started, I'm dating you, but I'm also dating Amy Smart, so I've got to <laughs> pick. Like, that's never fucking going to happen. Not so. never. Nope. No. Nope. So I don't know why I'm worried about it. She's got some questionable movie roles, and then she's got some good ones, and kind of is what it is but this is gonna bring us to the end of part one part one part one shall, of we, shall we though while we're here do a few shout outs um can we talk about the amazing fucking headphones that we have from studio sweden and not only do do they have the headphone over the ear they have the earbuds and you guys for a limited time can get 15% off with our discount code. It's color me dead 15. Yes, color me dead 15. I just barely charged mine for the first time. Okay, I got them in November. Are you the serious? End of November. And I just barely charged them for the first time. And I use them to edit all of these episodes. So that's hours because it takes me hours. But, you know, right. got to cut out us making stupid fucking noises. And stupid fucking jokes. Tell them stupid stories. And so it takes... <laughs> so we do it in our fucking I know. promo. Like, why would we do that? Yeah, yeah. whatever. But my brother-in-law just bought three new headsets. Yeah. Loves them. I let Calvin Loves use mine them. on the way to Salt Lake because we're... Okay, we're Dude, in the... Dude, the noise-canceling ones, yep. though? Oh, fuck. We were in the stabbing wagon, and it was me and Calvin in the front... And in the back, we've got four girls. And he's like, Mom, did you bring some headphones? And I'm like, yeah, my studios are right there. And he's like, do you think I could borrow them? I'm like, yeah. He puts them on, and he's like, it was like, like oh, I can't hear the girls anymore. <laughs> and he's like, he kept looking. He's like, I can't hear anything. And he just kept saying it loud. How I'm like, happy I he know. was. Yeah, he was so happy. And then later, he'd be like, can I borrow those again? Can I use them again? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. I know. Sure my brother-in-law, when he put them on, he was, like, talking to me. And I would talk back. And he's like, I can't hear you. Yeah. And I'm like, move the headphone, yeah. dick shit. Dick, dick shit. Dick shit. <laughs> yeah, dick shit. Yeah, dick. Yeah, dick. I'm going to put it in your veg. Anybody who didn't catch that, we posted it on our group page. Oh, God. Oh it's God, from oh Wanderlust. God. It's, what's his fucking name? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. I was going to say Ant-Man, but I was like, he has oh a real God. name. Oh, this my God. This was your idea. Yeah. This is a good idea. By erection selection. <laughs> you want to take this dick? <laughs> You want to take this duck duck. in your badge? In your badge. <laughs> that whole fucking scene, dude. Where, like, time. she's like, yeah, I'm just not into this anymore. Swap, swap. And the other girl comes in. You want to put that duck 
<laughs> in my vage. In vage. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. All right. Anyway. Anyway, uh, you should definitely check out Studio Sweden and uh, the promo code. It's Color Me Dead 15. You also want to check out Purple Lotus for those bath bombs you guys have been getting. And the promo code for that is DEADPOD15. Yes. You guys can get the uh, blood bath. The Soul Eater. Or the Sweet Sticky Murder. I used your bloodbath one finally. What'd you think? Oh my god, I love it. See? I love it. I am a big fan of that, like the, the bloodbath. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I need to go get more of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Immediately. Immediately. If they, immediately. If they so, have any. And the cute little thing that came out. Okay, oh my god, I know the crystals I'm slow, that are but, on the inside. And there's a I little know. skull. I know. I know. Yes. Oh. I was so Aww. excited when that popped out because I forgot about it. And I was like. <gasps> it freaked me out at first because something touched me in yeah. my bath water. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. And then I realized that, oh, oh, shit. And it was like little crystals and a skull and shit. And it was like, oh, that's pretty gangster. Well, and then I could smell like on my towel afterwards because at a hotel when I used it. And so, oh, really? you know, reusing my hotel towel. Well, I use re reuse my towel anyway. You but re your towel? Tooze your towel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I smelled it. And I was like, oh, yeah. 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 I, I like it. Mine is peach and honey, honey but. I, and I, I love that, too. But everything I have is peach, so it wasn't so shocking when I smelled that one later. But yours was a different smell, so I was like, oh, yes. The, you love it. I don't like patchouli by itself. No. You have to mix it with other shit. And when you get the pomegranate yeah. and the grapefruit with the patchouli, oh, it's, it's actually, no. I stole that smell from a perfume I used to wear back in the early 2000s. Really? Yeah. By Joe Boxer. No shit. From Kmart. That's funny. Yeah. Do you know what my favorite one was in the 90s was Sunflowers by Elizabeth Arden. I did. I still like Sunflowers. I liked Curve. Yeah. I liked Exclamation, Malibu Musk. Mm. Do you remember that shit? Yes. I'm I don't fucking think dating I myself it. like a motherfucker. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, well, mom yeah. Had, my mom always had the good fucking perfume. And when they would go out, I would be like, you smell so good. And she had, like, Calvin Klein, the CK1. Is that what it oh, was? Oh, that's... I wore that shit, too, except I broke a bottle of it in my locker. And then you never wanted to and wear it again. never wore nope. it again. Because never it was just, like, it, it permeated through the lower... Lore! The lower... Lore! The lower half of the high school for, like, three fucking months. It was awful. Okay. I had to throw my backpack away <laughs> and get a new one. I feel like I remember that. When the bottle broke? Yes. Because I fucking, I took all my soccer shit and like threw it in my fucking locker. And, and it I don't. smelled like that forever. For fucking, like the whole year. Yeah. But I threw all my soccer shit in there. And I don't know if it was one of my cleats or what the fuck. But it hit, or if the bottle just hit the bottom of the locker. I don't know. I don't I know. I don't know. So you can follow us on Facebook. Yes. We have Color Me Dead podcast. We also have the Color Me Dead group. And we have Tweeta. Tweeta. At Color Me Dead Pod. We have Instagram at Color Me Dead Podcast. Yep. And you can find us on all three of those outlets. Yes. And we're usually both on there. I'm on Facebook the most because I know how it works the best because I'm simple. Dude, I'm, I'm just I'm still simple. trying to. I'm still trying to fucking manage Twitter. I'll go on Twitter. I'll be like, you have 20 new things. I'm like, oh my God, I have 20 things. And then I look and it's <laughs> like retweets and I'm like, oh, thank oh, God. 
<laughs> so, um, you can also email us uh, at colormedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, we want to invite you to join our Patreon if you want to. Yes. We give out for um, different tiers. For I said fur again. Fur! Fur! We have different tiers. You can do $1, $5, $10, $20, $50. And depending on the For $1, tier, you get us to look at your PP. Yes. For $5, we'll blow on it gently. For $10, we'll rub it. water on it. Rub it on her face. <laughs> that could be a thing. I'm sure of it. If you don't have a PP, we'll... For, for we'll, $20, I'll start a fire with it. <laughs> okay, no, Patreon is really better than that. You get stickers. Every, you get early releases. Yeah, early releases. You'll get little tidbits. This, it won't let me upload shit right now, so we're going to have to owe our December Patreon. Because I have the stuff recorded, but I can't. Why isn't it? It's just I don't being know. It won't janky. let me. Yeah, it won't let me I'm upload. so sorry, you guys. We will make it up to you, I promise. Okay. So, uh, join us. It's patreon.com backslash color me dead podcast throw your water on the fucking floor i threw my phone on the fucking floor or do um and also do. we have threadless so if you guys are looking for merchandise we have color me dead podcast.threadless.com yes is that the one yes and you guys can go get fuck mouth make words uh murder most foul all Our kinds logo. of fun stuff and our new logo. Yeah, and we're going to add more stuff to it. We're going to send old Tom out to, to do some... From Horrid Taste. Yes, he's going to um, make us some more shit so that some you can order some more shit. Some shit. Some shit. Some shit. Some shit. <laughs> do you order want with your, shit? I should <laughs> order with your duck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Tom, I know you listen every week. Why don't you hook us up? Hook a bitch up. Right. Get some, get some, get your man cold under control. Yeah. Put your dick into place. He was just sick as fuck. That's why we haven't seen anything sick as fuck in the dick. In the dick. <laughs> he did not have syphilis. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. Spencer got sick like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And ended up in fucking urgent care. And he's usually pretty tough. Like his man cold usually has to be pretty rough. And oh, yeah. I ended up in urgent care with him. Like, that's how fucked up he was. So I hope Tom's not that fucked up. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, we hope, you, we hope you're better. So if you guys would like... To listen some to some fuck. To I learned a new language. Fuck. Uh, if you guys would like to listen to some new podcasts, um, Best Forever's Pod and Dirty Bits podcast. Oh, I like that it says bits. I know. Bits. <laughs> dirty bits um, are two that I've been listening to and I find them quite clever. So definitely check them out as what? well as Wait, the what are those train. About? What is Dirty Bits about? I want to know. No, you got to go listen. I'm not going to tell you. Fuck. Okay, yeah. fine. Then I'm going to tell you to go listen to the Trailer Park Boys podcast. And if you don't watch that show, you fucking should because the podcast is equally as fucking awesome. There's like 124 episodes. Listen, cocksucker. That's a great fucking kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're finished with Trailer Park Boys and you need some more, go listen. And I heard that there's a YouTube that goes with the podcast. It's, dude, Trailer Park Boys blows my fucking mind 
I love it. I haven't seen that Bubbles, much of it, but yeah, I Bubbles really is like my it. favorite. Yeah. It's a great fucking giddy. <laughs> <laughs> but Dirty Bits and Best Forever's Pod, go, go fucking check them out. I'm not going to tell you what it's about because I don't want to ruin it for you. And I don't want to give you any, like, weird dirty expectations. Bit. Oh, you want me dirty bit? I don't like dirty bits. I like clean bits. You don't want my hairy piece? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, check out my new um, radio show. What the fuck? DNA Network. Yeah. Angel's going to be on it a lot more than she thinks she's going to be on it. We're going to be airing, like, three to four times a week. It's on dnadigitalnetwork.com. Um, go to DNA Digital. How digital. about dnadigitalnetwork.com? Click on Cold Pizza with Nikki and Dennis. It's just like current events. Uh, apparently featuring Angel. Featuring Bastards. Angel. <laughs> I love you. You love me. I love you. I love you. It's Dennis from the Functioning Drunks. I love him too. In a non... Dennis, sexual. Angel loves you. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> In a non sexual. Sexual, not shishwal. very sexual. It's not sexual. <laughs> yes. Yes, well, well, wow. I don't know what the fuck I was going to do that. Fur, fur. Now you can end it. I need a cheese sandwich. Oh, me too. Do you want it grilled or cold? Mm, cold. Okay. Let's do this. So let's not choke our children. And stay, stay out, out of chalk, chalk lines. Goodbye. Goodbye. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> At she didn't say moist that time. You always say moist. Moist? Hi, this is uh, Admiral Adama. My name is Robert J. Sawyer. This is Cena Grace. Hey, this is Stephen Amell. Hey, this is Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. I'm hanging with Sean and Bridget. They're telling all about general geekery. And you are listening to the Rusted Robot Podcast. The number one rated robot-related podcast in Northern Ontario. You should be following them on Twitter. Keep listening. Don't forget to follow them on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. The Rusted Robot.podbean.com. The Rusted Robot Podcast. Think about it. Rusted Robot Welcome to the Soul Forge A place of silent mystery Quiet contemplation And outright mayhem Join your host, Sean Vanderloo As he guides you through the adventures of living Together we'll talk about life and love Sex and dating Joy and heartache memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge.